I'm so psyched about this. It's a great day. Feels like a new day. Because it is. First of all, thanks for finding The Cool Dad Rules Parenting Survival with Bill Adams. Appreciate it so much. A big, big thank you to everybody that's been here with me for for the past few months, coming up on a year now. It's been great. Been happy with it. Subscriptions have been great. Reviews, I appreciate that so much. The downloads. It can be better, though. I think it could be a lot better. So, welcome to Season 2. And a new addition to the Cool Dad Rules. Yes, of course, we're still going to talk about the most important parenting stuff out there. How to help you throughout the entire thing. As you always say, the, the most important thing about parenting is giving those life skills to your kids, right? That's how you can survive it and they can become more productive people. Well, season two is going to feature something new. And we're going to start it right now, right here. The Cool Dad Rules for the news. Here's what it's going to be. First of all, daily news stories of all the stuff that affects us as parents and individuals, right? All the stuff the world throws at us as we're just trying to do our jobs as parents. They get along in the world and be the best people we can possibly be. We'll take those stories and then we'll kind of extrapolate it and talk about it and how we can, gra- we can gain something from it and get through it with life skills. And that's what we're going to do. So let's start it right here, right now, like I said. Give me a news sounder. I think we have one. Oh, that's fancy. We must have paid extra. We must have paid 10 bucks for that one. Watch out now. Okay. Did not expect whatsoever to be watching as much Olympics as I did. I think I, I think I even said this in a previous podcast. I was kind of turned off by the woke protests. You know, there's a lot of that to, leading into and up to the Olympics. I really wasn't happy with no fans in the stands in Tokyo. I think, no, it's going to be a drag to watch. It's going to be like watching baseball last year with empty stadiums. Eh, I'm not really too much. They got me. They got me because there have been so many great individual stories on this. You may not be watching. But I wonder if you've heard about these stories, because there's a lot to take away as parents on these. Can we please talk about, well, first of all, we need an official Olympic sounder. Oh. Majestic. Majestic. There's the Cool Dad Rules band again. Must have paid him 12 bucks for that one. We have to talk about Tamara Mensa Stock. Probably heard about her. I don't know if you've heard the interview, though. U.S. wrestler who won in her weight division, won the gold. Did an amazing job. She is also, by the way, the first African-American to ever win gold in her weight class in Olympic wrestling, which is incredible on its own. But that's not even the story. The story is how she embraced, first of all, she came out draped in a U.S. flag, which was awesome, embraced the whole opportunity, was so grateful for it, and was proudly patriotic with the entire thing. This is what it sounded like. I love representing the U.S. I freaking love living there. I love it, and I'm so happy I get to represent U.S.A. <laughs> Sent chills down my spine. And I saw that live. I thought it was incredible. How great is that? And I know, no matter how you feel about Olympics uh, or athletes of any kind using their voice, professional or otherwise, to protest for a cause, I totally get that. I understand that. Can we all admit something, though? The Olympics, by definition, means athletes representing your country and competing against other athletes from different countries. This is the time to be patriotic. And she nailed it and she got it. And that was so great to see. From there, I don't know whether it was cause and effect or not, but I noticed a lot of other Olympians too, who weren't getting as much attention as the protesters, who were so proud to represent their country. And I'm just saying, after Tamara said that on stage, A lot more Olympians came out and they said how proud they were to represent their country. I thought that was absolutely awesome. Here's another thing, another story about a lesson learned we can all use from the Olympics. I know, I'm shocked too. I didn't think the Olympics would be so valuable. That's our segue between, that's our new sounder too, segues between stories. This goes to Canadian Olympian. And you may not think that 
featuring an Olympian who really, really bombed out in the dive pool would be something to talk about. There can't be anything to learn there, right? Wrong. It was incredible. If there's something to learn from this, it's about perseverance and the mindset that we can all teach our families and use ourselves. Canadian diver Pamela Ware might have seen it. She got the 0.0 score in the dive pool. I mean, the rare 0-0. I think if you show up, they try to give you one point. She went running up the diving board, ready to do her thing. And I think she was behind in the competition. So she tried to, you know, jazz it up a little bit and do a more complicated dive routine or whatever that is. You could tell she was thinking about it, about the safety factor halfway through when she was about to dive, hesitated, just literally fell into the pool, basically, is what it was. And she failed. She flopped out. That's what it was. That's not the lesson. Here's the lesson here. After the dive and how she responded to it. Well, I'll just play it for you because... This is something we can all take a lesson from. I have done everything possible to make it to where I am, and I'm not going anywhere. I'm not giving up. This competition does not define me. I'll be around for another three years, so thank you so much again for your encouragement. How can you not love that? This event doesn't, this disaster in the pool doesn't define me. I'll be back. Thanks for your support. See you in three years. That's excellent championship mindset. I absolutely love that. There is something to be learned from that. I think she's great. I, I think it's awesome. I think that's a lesson everybody should learn. But there's a lot to be said, too, for a little bit of revenge. We've talked about this on the program before. Talked about this on the podcast. Nothing wrong with revenge to motivate you in the future. Again, Canada. I don't know what it is with the Canadian athletes, but there's something to be learned from all of them, I think. How about this lady? She was also a uh, a winner and, a, and persevered. She's a swimmer as well. Penny Oleksiak, I think I've got her name correct. She won four medal, gold medals in the 2016 Summer Olympics and another three in Tokyo. She did great. It was great so far. And she tweeted out just yesterday, I just Googled Canada's most decorated Olympian. My name came up. It was pretty funny. But she went on to, to say, I just want to thank that teacher in high school who told me to stop swimming to focus on school because swimming wouldn't get me anywhere. That's what dreams are made of. That's a great lesson, too. Absolutely. I'm, st I'm still shocked. There's worthwhile things to talk about with the Olympics, but, you know, whether or not, I don't know how the ratings are going to wind up with this thing, but I think it's been pretty interesting. One more thing to talk about before we wrap it up for today. What kind of shortages have we had? We've had chicken wing shortages, furniture, it's tough to buy a car. Was oh, we all remember the great toilet paper shortage, right? Of 2020 into 2021, that was a disaster too. Now, are you ready, parents? Are you ready for this one? School supply shortage. Yeah, it's actually a thing. Why would school supplies, right when you're getting ready to go back to school to wrap the kids up and to head them, uh, you know, back into the classroom? Hopefully, where you are in your community, and that's an option for you, whether it's masked up or not. We've got this happening here. It's tougher and tougher to find those school supplies. And here's the reason why. Kids are coming back into school, but last year, this is according to a Walmart representative, they were remote learning, learning from home. There's a big push in apparel this year, so kids are ready to go back to school and buy stuff again. Think about it. Did you buy new school clothes for your kid last year? If they were learning from home or remotely, remotely or you were kind of locked out of a classroom? It's a big concern. Same thing with school supplies. Despite some of the shortages here, clothing sizes, gym shoes, they're expecting a big rebound in sales this year, and production hasn't caught up. It's like trying to buy a new car. If you tried that these days, it's tough to find inventory. It's tough to find stuff that's actually there. So 
Again, going back to the Walmart uh, representatives in this, they say that things that are tough to find this year are things like cheap crayons, spiral notebooks. The National Retail Federation has even chimed in saying supplies are tight, stores can't afford to give too much away. So all the savings that they're may actually be, may not be, you know, what you thought they were going to be as far as school savings. Something to keep an eye on. We don't need another shortage. All right, here's something else. Shouldn't shock anybody. You know, I love my surveys. That's not going to change in season two. Survey says, by far, it's the number one thing parents are looking forward to. You know, this time of the year, this week, maybe next week. Yeah, can you guess? Maybe take, take a, just take a, Shot in the dark of what they're looking forward to. Yes, kids going back to school by an overwhelming majority, too. This is like 75% of respondents said there is no doubt this is the number one thing parents are looking forward to, getting kids back into school or some kind of normal routine. Makes sense, right? Here's the problem. And with a podcast like this that goes out to every single state, and actually Canada, too, it's a different situation for every single school district. You may not get that opportunity to get kids back in school. You may or you may not. Who knows how that's going to go? But that's what parents are looking forward to. Let me ask you this. Here's the other thing to go along with this story. Uh, another survey that was attached to this one is a shocking, shocking development in the amount of parents who are not going to send their kids back to traditional school. Are you in that category? Are the school districts prepared for that eventuality too? And how does that affect things going forward in the future and as far as funding goes as well? We don't know what this school year is going to look like. Recent developments here with mask mandates in some districts, some others not. We don't know what it's going to look like. So we shall see. So if you can get those school supplies, once again, we don't know what this school year is going to look like. But... If is anything we learned from this past year is how adaptable we are as families, right? Remote learning, getting kids to the idea of an alternate school <clears throat> choice, whatever it is, and speaking of that school choice, it's expected, and we haven't actually seen the numbers yet, it's expected that private schools, charter schools, and homeschooling is going to skyrocket and go through the roof. Will it happen? We don't know. Maybe we'll have that story by tomorrow. Thanks for being here. Episode 1, Season 2. The Cool Dad Rules and a lot of Cool Dad Rules for the news. Thanks for being here. My name is Bill Adams. You can always get the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, Apple or Google. Uh, just download it and subscribe. Appreciate that so very much. We'll talk to you soon.